Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit! I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Beast Legends box set. Fucking Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Yeah, y'all! I dig it! My man! Yeah, yeah! Yeah, yeah! Yeah, yeah? Sh- show up? <laughs> uh, How's it going? Hi, man, it's going. Uh-huh. It's, you're alive, you're breathing. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go, full circle. I am so fucking punchy. It's, this is gonna be. This is gonna be a long, but. I don't know. It's going to be a long show. Oh, I was going to say, Instagram's not giving me the, the thing. So, uh, we're here to do a show. You broke the thing? I broke the thing. Oh, the room's running. Uh, we hey, there's somebody. Oh, that's you. Uh, yeah. oh, okay. Well, we they'll, they'll get there. <laughs> uh, we should start off the show by saying we don't have uh, the big Kevins for this week. No, we do not. He's uh, He is not around for this week. So, uh, so uh, that's all right. It happens. It happens. Everything, everything happens. But living the life on a on an island in a in a ocean far, far away. That's right. Living the life of Riley, as they say. Um, and I <laughs> should also say that next week, I am assuming there is no new show because I am away on vacation. That is correct. Since yes, the studio is in my home. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, I, I don't have the technical uh, uh, stuff in in my in studio PK. Right. Uh, to uh, to pick up the slack. So uh, here we are. So yes, no show uh, next week. No big Kev this week. But this week we do have a show. And uh, and to make up for it, we have a two and a half hour extravaganza of just me and OG today. Nope. To I make up hope for you're it, prepared. We're we're gonna do a quick, quick, quicky, quick. <laughs> Uh, I've got packing to do. Ah, packing and pre-vacation drinking, PK. Ah, look at you. <laughs> um, but uh, here we are, <laughs> episode 509, uh, and we're calling this one uh, The Road to Vacation. Oh, there you <laughs> because, go. Because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Getting ready for the vacation. Nice. Uh, this past weekend, I did attend um, the New York Renaissance Festival. Yes, you on Sunday. You, we have yet to make it there. It's we're we're going to lose our Rennie card status. They're going to take our badge when we get uh, get up to the door this year. But how's it looking up there this year? So I have to say that we went up with a little bit of hesitation because of oh. the weather. Yeah. However, it turned out to be the. Perfect fair day. It, a lot, it was a lot of uh, – a number of folks uh, oh. we know uh, collectively were, were up there, and uh, that seemed to be the sentiment was like – everybody was like, oh, it's going to suck, but I'm going anyway because I got tickets. What the hell? Yeah. And it, it blossomed into this glorious day, and yeah. I really hope it does the same thing because yeah. we, we're planning to likely go this coming this Saturday for the first day of the Marketplace weekend. Right. Uh, and get a look at things up there and uh, spend our bucks and get our tickets for our return trip later on in the season. 
But uh, yeah, congrats! You, you, you uh, in in the in the all summer in a day level of summer we're getting. Yeah, uh, you caught a break up there, that's for sure. Uh, two things on that. First off, uh, yeah, so it ended up being overcast, not too sunny. The rain held out. Um, we got to see a bunch of acts. Uh, we saw the Crimson Pirates perform a couple of times, Yay. which is always nice. A um, couple of other musical acts. We actually sat through the glass blowing demonstration, which is something I haven't done. I haven't done that in years. In but it's years. A, I, I haven't done the one up there in years. We have. We sat through a glass blowing demo somewhere recently. I, I, I mean, I've but, done it at Disney, yeah, and I've done it at Peddler's Village. Fascinating as as hell. Um, it's it really is a, a wild thing to to watch. Like it's for me, it's not something that gets old. It's not something I always partake in. But whenever we sit for it, it's like damn. Yeah, and uh, it was it was really great. It was it was really fun and entertaining. Um, it was a good way to start the day. It kind of eased us into the day. I did get the barbecue Sunday because there was no line I for saw food. You bastard there is no line for I, food i was so close to asking you to bring one back for me i, I might have don't <laughs> worry i'll make them i'll make them oh, here before the end of the summer god that, that's um, but yeah oh so good that's the so best good. meal in the shire up there man it is the best meal in the shire and um uh what else what else did we do that was that was interesting um i am convinced that one or two weekends out of the year they need to do on just the saturday night they need to do an after hours at the Ren Fair. Oh, God. Close off the part of the fairgrounds, like limited to the front part. Right. After, you know, six or seven o'clock, it's 21 and over. Right. And just for like two or three hours, because we were sitting by, we were sitting by the Crow's Nest. No, it's not the Crow's Nest. What's the, what's, um, Maddie, it's not Maddie Groves either. What's the main pub right down the end of Spenpenny? The one that looks like the front of a ship. Hawker's Crossing. Hawker's Crossing. Yes. So we were sitting at Hawker's Crossing. We were sitting at the nice new tables that they built right on the water. Yeah. And they had those little glass globes. That's with a the... great hangout. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so that, peaceful that and has, nice. Since they opened that, that has always been a great hangout. But it, 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 I feel like it improves every year. Like it just... And especially when it's not overly subtle crowded. shifts and changes to that little neck of the woods every year that uh, are, are really nice. Uh, Same with that back bar, too. I, I, I'm annoyed that they got rid of the, the shade cover that we have right. back there. Um, and it, it's very different from what it used to be. And I'm sad that they got rid of, a, of it being like the performing space that it was. Sure. But it's a great hangout back there. It's always been a good hang. Yeah. Um, we actually didn't go back there for whatever reason. Like we just didn't snake our way to that back road. Mm. Like we came around by the pretties <laughs> and went across the kissing bridge and blah, blah, blah. But right. anyway, that's going far too deep. So there there's that fair was great. It's ongoing. If, um, if you're local to the area, go check out the New York Renaissance fair. It's a great time. Good people that work up there. Lots of fun things to do. Um, so check that out. Um, back to all summer in a day. When I yeah. threw that reference out there, Whatever it was, two or three weeks ago, I put it in a Facebook post and on Twitter. Right. I was actually impressed by how many people picked up on the reference. Oh, it's, uh, it, it is a classic, but I feel like a lot of this people crew, don't, I, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Because if you, if you haven't read the book, you've at least seen the movie. At least, mm. Was there a movie? There was a, it, was a, a, uh, it was an HBO film uh, that I remember from childhood. Oh, it gosh. Was, I, was, only I was a kid. I only remember um, the book because it's a short story. Yeah. yeah. My first exposure to it was uh, in... Uh, now, see, I'm, I might be crossing my timeline because I'm, I'm, I think my first exposure, exposure to it might have been the movie on HBO when I was very young. And okay. then sixth grade is when we, uh, when I was, when I read it. Right. Um, yeah, I was going to say sixth grade is yeah. about when we read that. I think. Uh, but I think I was exposed to the film first, and then was delighted to discover, oh, this is this is based on a book. Yeah. Who's this Ray Bradbury guy? Right. Right. Oh. Oh. Who's this literary genius? This other, uh, this Martian Chronicles movie that I watched uh, when it was on TV right. was fascinated by. This was also a book by the same guy. I have to do some reading. Right. So uh, yeah. So yeah, but that book does sum up our New Jersey weather so far. This so year. far, yeah, it's it's been it's been a, it's been a cruel summer. <laughs> it has been a cruel summer, but. That being said, let's let's mosey. Let's mosey along. Let's I'm gonna. Uh, so we don't have big Kev tonight, but I'm just gonna. I'm gonna stare creepily at Will every now and then in the, uh, in the in the Instagram room there. You gotta uh, like. You gotta like point and do like the the finger guns. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, have fun with it. I'm gonna do that right now. I gotta, yeah, get some finger guns. <laughs> there you going. Go. Will. Will our our, mo our most reliable guest <laughs> That's in, the, in the Instagram uh, party on room. And I see our good friend uh, Mikey has joined uh, the program as well. So hello to you gentlemen and whomever else might peek their head in shortly. Yeah. But let's moving forward. Legendary Pictures is developing. Who is? A legendary. <laughs> okay. Wow. Ooh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a start. Uh, legendary Pictures 
is de- I haven't even had a drink yet. Legendary Pictures is You're developing on vacation. I am really already on vacation. <laughs> I cannot wait to get the fuck out of here. Legendary Pictures is developing a super villain heist movie. Okay. Um so uh, the superhero film is yet to be named, but the trade describes the plot as being a subversion on the superhero genre in which a group of career criminals stages a heist at the lair of a superhero and must escape with their lives when er- everything goes wrong. So when I read this, I read uh, Ocean's Eleven meets Ant-Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that, seems, uh, that seems fair. Uh, I have yet to see it, but uh, the uh, their uh, film that put them on the map, this bad day for <clears throat> excuse me, bad day for the cut, right. is apparently spectacular, uh, bloody as all get out, but uh, but apparently a fantastic movie. Uh, so yeah, I, this this sounds interesting. It doesn't. It sounds like it's just an original. A uh, piece of work too, yes. Yeah? So we're not looking at any that is correct established heroes that uh, that are going to be heisted from, and that is quite possibly the most exciting thing about this. Yeah, not that I don't love the established stuff, but I like when we get something fresh. Sure, once in a while, and this this looks like a great vehicle for that. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, in the what I'm calling the no one is really shocked by this news of the week, James Wan confirms that there is no Justice League cameo in Aquaman. Now, I'm not shocked. Well, let's read his quote first. He says, I wanted to keep the story to the world of Aquaman and not have to worry about what other characters are doing in their films and how that would affect us. I just thought the simplest way was to keep it clean, keep it simple, and let it be an Aquaman story. I told them I understand and respect that it's part of a bigger universe, but at the end of the day, I have to tell the story I want to tell, and I want to develop the characters as well. You know... The more I read about this movie, the more I get sort of excited by it. I'm still a little hesitant based on the casting. I'm still a little hesitant based on some of the other stuff. But I like I like James Wan's approach to this. Uh, there's something to be said for that, at least. Yeah. You know, he I, I because one of the things we've consistently said about Warner Brothers and the DC films and where they've kind of slipped up a little bit is that they've. They've tried to rush, take too many shortcuts, they, you know, and, and it's constantly just mushing in characters that right. we don't it, know enough about. They, they, and, meddle, to, they right. meddle them to death. Um, and this sounds, like, this sounds like he's taking a play out of the Marvel playbook. And I, and I say that in regards because Marvel really tries to take their movies and really develop them by themselves before yep. giving us an Avengers type movie yep, or yep, a yep. Winter Soldier or not Winter Soldier uh Civil War type movie or something along right. those lines. So I I like that he's taking the time to say look, we don't need all of these dudes. Like you've already seen Aquaman in Justice League, those guys are there, that's cool. Let's just let me just have an Aquaman movie. So we'll see. I'm I'm I am the more the more I read about it, the more I'm like, all right, maybe I'll give it a Maybe I'll give it a chance. If if nothing, I mean, this movie is destined for some level of success, right? Uh, purely based on shirtless Jason Momoa through <laughs> the the right. large percentage of the film. I I know so many people who are opening weekend people who are who are not comic book people. They could give two fucks about comic books. Yep. They don't care about comic books. They don't care about. Uh, uh, any they don't they're just they just they're people that don't generally care about geek fair sure. overall, but they are going to see this movie so they can ogle Jason Momoa for the entire time. Sure. So I I think that's that's ultimately where a, a good chunk of the success of this f- film is going to lie. Uh, so I mean, it, it, they're smart. Yeah, it's uh, smart on the studio's part and uh, to to have put him into this mix in the first place. And uh, I, you know, we'll see. I, I'm I'm not keen on his characterization of Aquaman. Not not that I'm an Aquaman fan, but the whole surfer dude thing just doesn't. It, it seems inauthentic to me, and it, it takes me out of out well, of the mix with him. We'll see how it fares in on his own in his own film, and if they dial that back some, which would be also a nice thing to see. Uh, but I know it's it, it's an approach that I, I did not care for in Justice League, and and really, it, it, I laugh at it. So I laugh at it every time it comes out. My my thought on this is that I kind of feel like James Wan has been sitting in the wings the entire time, just taking copious amounts of notes, mm. and it seems like he's doing everything he can to write this ship. 
And maybe he will dial that back a little. Maybe he won't, but maybe he will dial it back a little bit. Right. You know, he's taken a couple of plays out of other playbooks that I think might work. And look, I'm not saying it's going to be a masterpiece. All I'm saying is that I'm at least interested and I'm, 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 you know, I'm like, I'm like slightly less hesitant. I, I, what this has done, his statements as of late, and I will say that the trailer itself as well, that uh-huh. first trailer that hit, I wasn't super impressed by, but I, 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 I um, it's brought me to a point where I, I, I am actually considering giving this a shot in the theaters. I'm going to wait and see if we get another trailer, see what that brings to the table, and then also hear the word. I'm not an opening weekend person, right. but I'm going to keep an ear to the ground, and if, it's, if it sounds promising enough amongst people that I trust, I'll go see it in the theaters. Right. My, because initially going out with this, I had no interest None. whatsoever in this movie. None. Absolute zero interest in this movie. I wasn't going to bother with it, even probably a- at home. Uh, that's how little I cared about it. And they've actually swung me around to go, yeah, I might check this out. So, yeah, we'll see. Sounds like a plan. Uh, Sticking with DC, uh, they have, the DC Universe has announced its uh, casting for Cyborg in the upcoming um, Doom Patrol series. Right. Um, It's going to be Jovian, Jovian Wayne, Wade, from the first purge, um, I, he he was on Doctor Who a couple of episodes. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm still hesitant about that entire um, entire little venture that DC's got going on there. Um, I'm excited at the con- at the uh, at the potential for a Doom Patrol story. I like that they're putting Cyborg in there. Um, I don't like that they continue to fracture their fan base, though. And yeah, fracture that, their characters. That's the thing I'm thrown by is yeah. is is you know somewhere in here they they have to settle in on on continuities like what what links to what right you know what's what stands alone like you're you're going to really royally confuse the fan base if this continues along the same path. Um, so yeah, and I I don't know. I mean, will I check it out? Probably not at that price tag unless I'm able to grab some of the content via ubiquitous clandestine informants. But I, yeah, I think uh, I think for me with that DC service, what what is hinging on that is what they hand us as far as the comic book archives. Because right now, all we know is it's. Uh, I, I think they're they've either said hundreds or thousands. I feel like maybe it's uh, three thousand is a number sticking in my. Oh, we're head. getting books with this. But service it's too? it's a whole. The, the, it's a this DC service the uh, uh this dc unlimited or, or whatever they're calling the service i, uh-huh. I don't know if DC, it says so on here is yeah. it is it dc unlimited I, I think it's dc universe or dc universe unlimited yeah. or uh, i'm not sure um but whatever yeah i can't find it dc universe is what i'm saying uh so, so but apparently uh, what is entailed in this is you, you have this 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 network this streaming network that involves uh tv shows animation uh, Etc. And there's also a comic book tie into it as well. Huh. And for some reason, the number three thousand is sticking in my head, and I don't know if that's correct. But they, they, there's going to be apparently what they call a curated uh, list of of comic books that are part of the service. What will get me aboard is if they hit me with this service, and and it's it's akin to a Marvel Unlimited for comics. I just dropped Marvel Unlimited. <laughs> where where I just did too, unfortunately. Uh, but while I had it, it was great. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I have so much to catch up on a comicsology. It, it makes no sense for me to keep the two things running. I'll talk so about I, this during product. I didn't renew right, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll come back to Marvel Unlimited yeah. when I'm, you know, when the ship's a little more righted as far as everything that I, I've I've read that I have right. to catch up on that I've bought that I've actually paid for. But that's down the line. But if if they hit me with, there's a lot of classic stuff in DC that I want to read to begin with, and I want to reread at some point as well. I never really explored the New 52 stuff. I'd love to check that out again. Sure. There's some great stories that came oh, out. Oh, there are. That. Court of the Owls is probably um, one of the yeah. best Batman stories ever written. And stunning art came out of yeah. uh, out of that whole period, so it's something I'd like to check out. And if, if it's akin to a Marvel Unlimited, I might sign on for that service and, and do the one-year thing for uh, with a couple of extra months. We'll see. Maybe um, if they have a trial, but they just out. They're not revealing anything further about uh, about those comics, so that's that's really the sticking point for me. If uh, The comics are, would be what made it worth it to me, because I'm not really on board for the tv all right yeah i, I feel you um idris elba is in he's all over the news this week Ugh. um one of the stories is not in here and then the, this one is uh idris elba is set to star in ricky staub's feature di- directorial debut the ghetto cowboy based on a highly acclaimed novel by greg neary uh the film follows 15 year old cole who is forced to live with his estranged father harp played by elba in north philadelphia where, despite the surrounding poverty and violence, he discovers the redemptive world of urban horseback riding. Okay. I mean, 
I, I remember hearing about the, the novel. Um, I remember hearing good things about the novel. I'm a fan of Idris Elba. So in that regard, I will at least check this yeah. out. Yeah. Um, the other thing that that's not on here, but we'll, we'll hit it just very quickly. Um, the James Bond rumors resurfaced this week. Yeah. But um, as quickly as they resurfaced, Idris Elba came back out and quickly shot them down. He wants nothing to do he with it. He wants nothing to do with it. He wants it. nothing to do with it. And, and it's, it's, the sense is it's starting to upset him. Oh, yeah. Uh, because people aren't letting this go. He doesn't want it. Right. He doesn't want it. This is a he case doesn't of, want it. This is a case of this is a case of fandom trying to take creatively take control of a project yep. and projecting what they want or expect. This has to end. It yeah. has to end. And I, th- this discussion came up. Uh, and I oh I, I I was called a racist this week. I'm sure I had uh, only one of those, which was good. Um, but uh, I listen. I've I've said my piece on here about how I feel about it, and uh, and and. Uh, I made the. I think it was on this show. Uh, we ages talked about ago. it. Ages we ago. talked about it. Well, the first time. Well, not the first time. Yeah. But I think that was the second or third time the the rumors surfaced. Right. Uh, when when it, it came around when I was a part of this show, uh, and I made my my Tron analogy. Right. Uh, for those that don't recall that episode, it, it was the idea that um, you know the users in Tron. Uh, inside you know, the, the the programs that they write resemble them because they've that's part of their soul is into the program that they've written right and so the, I made the comparison between Tron and, and Ian Fleming basically Bond is Ian Fleming right um so there's now gra- granted they have deviated in 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 ways from the overall appearance of of Bond but uh over the years and from actor to actor but it's it's always that that core you know resemblance for for ian fleming sure. and, and ian fleming's very specific vision of how he looks which is based on a multitude of people right uh including himself uh I, it's just i i am I'm, I'm i'm just frustrated by this discussion and I don't know, yeah we don't have I, to talk about it i just I, wanted to very quickly mention the it. uh the, what's come up a lot with with this new in, uh iteration of it is the uh the notion that it's time and I really mm-hmm. struggle with that. It, it's time for something to happen with with a character that is very rigidly established by the uh, the artist that created him, the artist who is now dead. And listen, the artist was a raging racist. We all know this. He was a racist and a misogynist. Bond is a m- misogynistic character, and right. he's, he's kind of a terrible character. But he is what he is. He's sure. he's a relic of the fifties and sixties in the in the first place. But you know, I, it's time is is a is a I, and I think problem. I'll just make one last statement, and then I, I think we should move on. But I think part of Elba, uh, Idris Elba's concern with this or, or issue with this is that he doesn't want to take up this charge. He doesn't want to be put in that position simply because it's time or someone thinks it's exactly. time. If, if, if he wanted to do the role, he would pursue he, the role. He would pursue it, and he would earn it on, right. his, on his, own his own merit. merit. Not, because, not because of fan outcry, not because of dictation by the fans, and right. not, not, because of, not because it's time. Correct. You know, it's, it, uh, it's never time to dictate what someone else is, is doing with a piece of art. What's, it, it's, it's not for fandom to dictate the stories that are going to be told to them. I'm sorry. I've, you have fanfic for that. That's right. That's right. The end. And the end. You know? Call it a day. Unreal. Silver and Black, which is Sony's now on the back burner, um, Silver Sable and Black Cat film, which is part of so- Sony's separate Marvel Universe is now being split into two separate films. Black Cat <laughs> is going to get her own film. Silver Sable is going to get her own film. Although I suspect Silver Sable will never get her own film. Um, I don't know, and, Black Cat's going to get her own film. Well, she, you know, she could, she could because she could be, she could be a strong female anti-hero. Yeah, that they can use. Um, to, to maybe build a little franchise around or build some sort of synergy around in some of this Sony Marvel universe. So, um, I, I don't, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, I mean, it goes back to our, what we've said week after week after week with this, this Sony universe they're trying to make. Right. I, 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 I'm on record. I don't believe that there's not a connection to the MCU and Tom Holland, Spider-Man, uh, in, in these Films, these pending films. I don't believe for a second that, he, that there's there not going to be a tie that snuck in there at the last second, a la 
uh, Benedict Cumberbatch isn't yeah. who you all are saying he is. Right, right. Uh, I think that's going to be snuck in there somewhere throughout that movie. Even if it's a throwaway in a phone call or a, or a news story or God knows what. I, ju- I just don't think I, – I, I think they're just playing this, this close to the vest with their, with their hand kind of game here. And I, and I think – I feel like this is a ruse. We'll see. Because this is re- goddamn ridiculous the, yeah, I agree. for them to, to, to try to pull this off. I – Look, you don't have Without to convince me. Without a connection me. to Pete. It's ludicrous. You don't have to convince me. Yeah. And, you know, some of the other films that are brewing around in that universe, Morbius, The Living Vampire, Craven, um, there was talk about uh, Silk, Nightwatch, Silver and Black, um, and some other ones. So we'll see. But yeah, yeah. Almost, almost none of them stand without a connection to Pete. It's, it's of course. Nonsense. Nonsense. Disney will reportedly release any completed Fox films after the acquisition takes place. Mm-hmm. So anything that is already completed, and I read someplace else that anything that is like two-thirds of the way completed, um, they are def- they're definitely going to release. Anything else, anything that's considered in development is is not a guaranteed go, which is funny because I read that story. And then the story that it was immediately followed it, um on Yahoo News, I think it was, is that Fox is moving forward with developing another Simpsons film and a Family Guy film. So Fox is going to try to start development on these two properties before Disney takes over. I don't know why they would do that. That, uh, that makes no sense boggle. to me. When I saw these these back-to-back articles in the prep sheet today, I, I, I did that whole like, yeah. kind of thing. Like, wait, what are you doing? And in addition, Fox is also developing... Um, an Ice Age television show, a Night at the Museum television show, and Diary of a Wimpy Kid television show. These are all things that they're also going to push into production. But why? I don't understand. Is are they are they like are they like just spending some of Disney's money before they go? Maybe Disney's giving them the go ahead and plans on moving forward with these. I, that, that, I mean, that would probably be that's the one that makes the most sense to me. Is uh, you guys were thinking of doing this? Yeah, go ahead. We'll pick up the slack on right. it, and that's uh, yeah, great. Um, have fun. A Simpsons I, movie. I a Simpsons movie to me is a no-brainer. I could see Disney being okay with that. Yeah. A Family Guy movie makes absolutely no sense to me, but maybe that's just me. I, 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 I and even the Simpson movie feels a little questionable because I, that that show I feel is is just limping along at this point. Uh, you talk to any fan of the show. Now, granted, fans of the show have been saying that show's been limping along since uh, I don't right ten seasons ago. You know, so take that with a grain of salt. But I, I, I feel like I don't feel like Simpsons is as, as much in the zeitgeist as as any to make anybody care about a movie or it might wake people up to the Simpsons again. I don't know. Well, Family Guy floors me. I have n- no concept as to why in the world they need a family. I'd rather see an Orville movie before yeah, I see a fi- uh, Family Guy movie. Um, well, Simpsons is about to debut. It's season 30, September of this year. So Jesus, I don't I don't know. Um and as far as Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Ice Age, and Night at the Museum, all of those make absolutely sense to me for Disney. First of all, the Ice Age franchise, whether or not you watch it, whether or not you're a fan of it, it is an evergreen franchise um, at this point in time. Because how many of those films are there? There's like five or six of them. Uh, yeah, at least. Every single time one comes out, it does pretty well. Right. You know, I might not run out and see it. Um, it's never really landed hard here in this house, but it always does pretty well. Um, Night at the Museum is a cute franchise. It, it To me, it feels like it could be a Disney sort of property. I've never seen Diary of a Wimpy Kid, so I don't know enough about that. But it seems like it could be good for, like, the Disney Channel. Like, I get yeah. that. I get that. Yep, yep. Um, Paul Rudd is set to lead a Netflix comedy series called Living With Yourself. The eight-episode season will see Paul Rudd working double time in the story of a man struggling with his life who undergoes uh, a novel treatment to become a better person. He then finds he's been replaced by a new and improved version, revealing that his own worst enemy is himself. It sounds interesting. Okay. It sounds a little a, a little bit, you know, wonky and gitchy. And I, and I, and it I sounds see, very much like a Paul Rudd comedy. It seems like very much like a Paul Rudd like comedy. Just from the description alone, it's like, yep, that's about as – that's the casting. That's about <laughs> as Paul Rudd as you can get. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I am okay with that as well. Yep, 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 yep. <clears throat> Star Trek Discovery Season 2 has found its Spock. All right. Ethan Peck 
from 10 Things I Hate About You has been officially cast to join the season two. Ethan, from the 10 Things I Hate About You television show that I think only lasted a season and then disappeared into. Oh, okay. I was about to ask. I mean, that that's way he's way old. young yeah. to be from that movie. Was he an infant in that yeah, film? Exactly. He was a, he was I about to spec. I did not know um, there was a TV series. So yeah, I mean, look, I, I guess I, I guess we needed a Spock eventually on that show. Yeah, he's too iconic of a character to not have it. Um, I know absolutely nothing about Ethan Peck. I know absolutely nothing about Star Trek Discovery because I'm not a Star Trek fan, um, and I was not going to pay separate for the CBS All Access or whatever the hell it was called. Right. Um. So there it is. I mean, it's it, it, okay. Like, yeah, you needed a Spock. You found a Spock. Nice. Good. You are a font of uh, of Star Trek information. I'm Good glad we, we went to you for that. I, uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, just I know nothing about this particular dude. So right. he, from the his headshot photo, he he looks like a good pick for it. Definitely. You know, he for, from uh, his headshot Spock photo, age. he looks a little bit like he looks a little bit like the Zachary Kinto version yeah, of he, Spock. He's got he's got uh, the the hero's Kinto look. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, and, you know, Kinto had a weird kind of Nimoy look. So this guy is just sort of a progression. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of hashing out like, like yeah. uh, you know, you and to Alec. You, you and is kind of, That's it. as he ages, gets closer to actually what Alec <laughs> looks like. So, yeah, it's it's all hashing out. It's Nimoy devolved is, is what yeah. we're going with here for uh, this. Of interesting note, however, this uh, this dude is the grandson of Gregory Peck. Oh. So how about that? Well, that makes sense yeah. with the Peck name. <laughs> Uh, nepotism, I tell you. Is that, uh, that can't actually be it for, did we blow through that whole, uh, all the news? I told you, we're keeping it a little bit shorter tonight. Oh, man, I, I didn't get any good uh, good quotes to read from people in there. I'll to, well, we'll see what we got for the second. But here. that said, we do have, we do have some, some content to talk about in segment two. So yes. Segment two will not be, uh, will not be short. The overall episode might just be, I had, uh, a tad shorter, we'll say. Okay. But with that, PK, yes, um, we will take our only break on this week's episode of uh, Geek Stuff, episode 509, the one we're calling The Road to Vacation, uh, and we'll be right back. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. DJ George Fraggle. I have no idea who that is. He's but I... on YouTube. He did this uh, awesome 20th Century Fox remix, and I, 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 I've been grooving to this for much of the day. Um, there's a there's a surprising, staggeringly surprising amount of 20th Century Fox themed remixes, by the way. That's funny. Uh, on YouTube, I settled on this, this one. Seemed to resonate with me the most, though. So, uh, thank you, VJ George Fraggle. Thank you, Mr. Frank. Frankel or Fraggle? Fraggle, as oh, in uh, like rock. As in rock. All right, just making sure. All right, huzzah. 
All right. Let's move forward. Of course, during the break there, you heard from our beautiful sponsor, Build R2D2. That's buildr2d2.com for this awesome build-it-yourself R2D2 subscription service with all the lights and sounds and electronic features you can want. There's so many bells and whistles on that thing. So many. <laughs> um, if you'd like to get in on that, you can go over to buildr2d2.com or you can give them a call. Yes, indeed. Just pick up your phone and give them a buzz at 877-544-6779. There you you go check it out show them some love show them some support and uh, we would greatly appreciate it um we're going to talk about a couple of we're going to talk about a mishmash of things here and i know you had something and i had two somethings you got two so, somethings yeah. yeah i got one something why don't you go your something and then i'll do my something right. my something's pretty straightforward uh if you are a psvr user uh recently released as a game or, or a little hard to call it a game uh, but it's something called Electronauts, and it's uh, it's actually a, a release that's beaten out something called uh, Track Lab that I've pre-ordered. It's uh, and it has that that date of like it's coming out December thirty first of this year, which means it could that date could shift and it'll come it'll show up any time uh, between now and December thirty first, the end of the year. Uh, but uh, what Electronauts is is basically it's a music creation app. Okay. Uh, in the VR world, where you uh, you are um, uh, you're basically at the helm of uh, of uh, all these basic uh, like music variations that you can make and remixes, uh, tons of contributions from uh, from a zillion different artists. The one that struck me was uh, an artist by the name of Nero. Uh, great artists. They're uh, electronic music, like very epic sounding electronic right. music. They have two albums out now, uh, both of which I own, and they're they're. Terrific. If you're into that sort of music, Nero, N-E-R-O, is a great thing to look up. Uh, they have contributions on here and, uh, and zillions of other artists. And you're, you're creating remix, basically EDM. You're creating EDM in a uh, virtual space. Okay. And it's just, it's just a neat experience. It's not, uh, it's not a frantic game. You know, you're not shooting at stuff like that. You're just, just basically controlling different kinds of beats. But it's very complex and, and very involved. Uh, you can add your, you know, you can sort of play instruments, uh, you know, percussively within the app as well. Uh, in addition to mixing and matching and remixing and shifting and, uh, you know, uh, loop-based music making and all right. that. It's kind of like a VR version of uh, you know, your, your typical, like, you know, Acid Pro or even GarageBand if you're playing with loops and all that sort of thing. And uh, it's I, it's fun. It's just fun to to get in there and jerk around. If, you're, if you are musically inclined, if you're a fan of, uh, of electronic dance music, uh, it's a very worthy pickup. It's something that's really cool to play around with. That that's I awesome. You'll be happy with. So uh, I, I, as I get as I progress further with it, it has a right. lot of very interesting options for sharing, uh, and uh, it feels like there's a, a community developing around this as well. So you, you can share your tracks that you create. So uh, as things go along, if I'm if I'm happy and comfortable with the things that I that I'm playing around with in there, I'll share them. You know, maybe we'll uh, we'll make that little thing we can send to uh, if we want to send to the Patreon room, maybe oh, uh, the party cool. on room rather, or yeah. uh, I'll just share it to Twitter. Just keep an eye out for it. Okay. And uh, if uh, any of you out there do also jump on this, I mean, first of all, give us a call on the GVM line to let us know that you did. Sure, two zero one seven three zero BKGS. That's two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. You and you're giving the numbers too. I know. Um, but uh, yeah, give, give us a buzz or reach out on Twitter, and uh, I'd love to hear your contributions to uh, to that um, that particular. Uh, I don't want to say game. That particular experience. That sure. VR experience. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk tunes with that. I think that'd be fun. Sweet. Yep. Um, just very quickly, um, I had talked a little bit earlier in the show. I had mentioned that I had just canceled my Marvel Unlimited subscription. Um, honestly, I just wasn't reading enough Marvel content to warrant it. The discount wasn't quite enough to keep me going right. because the less marvel books i read the less the discount i used the less i used the discount it didn't offset the cost enough right to make sense i was paying to be part of a service i was really not utilizing enough uh, it's it, you're almost describing the same situation yeah. for me because my renewal was uh, supposed my, to be a month or two ago mine was supposed to be mine was supposed to be in september i got the email the other day you're they set to renew in september oh so you uh, just turned off your uh, your rebuild like, i was like oh yeah no i don't, I don't want that yeah um <laughs> So, uh, so I got rid of that, but in exploring that, I found that Comixology now, uh, through their unlimited service, um, offers a discount on new releases with a bunch of publishers, including Marvel and DC really? and other companies and their back catalog of free stuff. While it is a bit more limited, it's um, growing constantly, but it's also a bigger breadth of product because it's yeah. not limited to just Marvel and it's only six bucks a month. Um, 
and mm. and just to you know and just to ice the cake um i've mentioned it on the show before but i use ebates ebates works with Comixology. Right. So now I'm getting 4% back on every purchase that I make in addition to 15% off of most of those purchases. Real? So okay. So it's like... I was not aware there was a discount involved. Yeah. Online. Is that a new edition? That might be new because I don't think... I didn't realize that either mm. or it's newer. Suddenly I'm intrigued by the unlimited. Yeah. I, I blew it off so uh, the I. first go around because it, all the stuff that was available was stuff I had either read or I wasn't interested in. Right. Or it was it was very it was the first volume right, right. Uh, of various things and you know stuff that I had already even surpassed. But it right. But and this it, this is it a still new... is that on some things. It's right. like only volumes one and two. Right. But to me, if I get one and two for free through the service, I might be willing to jump on three if it's something yeah, I for like something enough. That you've, and, you've not explored before certainly. Right. And yeah. there are sales so often. You get oh, on God, sale. Yeah. I, mean, I just went just, nuts on the, yeah. the Vertigo. I, I bought all of 100 bullets on the nice. Vertigo sale that they just had. It's something I, I had never read. Right. Uh, it's an Azzarello uh, book. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, my, my only known expo- – off the top of my head exposure to him is with that Joker book that, uh, that he wrote uh, – I don't know how long ago it was. Right. It, was uh, it was a hardcover, you know, its own individual story from a, from a while ago. Uh, and I really, really dug that story. So, uh, yeah, 100 Bullets came around. 100 Bullets was was rolling when uh, Preacher, when I was big oh, into yeah. Preacher. And uh, I remember picking up a couple issues and, and reading it and liking it, but it, I, it never stuck. Like, I didn't pursue it. Sure. Uh, but now that there's a series in the works for it, I figure it's something worth catching up on. Yeah. And they were, they were the omnibus edi- editions were 10 bucks a pop. Yeah, they're dirt cheap. Uh, yeah. so it was, yeah, it was a no brainer to jump on that. And I ha- now I have the complete 100 bullets to go through. Uh, so there you go. So th- this is why I don't need Marvel unlimited right now. Right. I have so much, so much to catch up, to on. catch up on. I'm finally back into the boys. Um, so it's like, yeah, I got work to do. And also I hated having to go in two apps. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. like, I'm inherently lazy. And I had to go into the Marvel app. <laughs> I had to go into the Marvel app to make the purchases, but you can't even make the purchases using the discount code in the app. You have to go online because the app doesn't recognize right. the code. So you but with Comixology there is no code. If you're an unlimited member, it automatically just applies it during checkout. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> That's nice. The only down, the downside with uh, Comixology as far as that that crossover thing is I I still it breaks me that you can't purchase within the app. Uh, the app is just a reader. Like there's the, on you Comixology? Can, on Comixology you can't I don't I can't purchase within the app. Like it's, it's I, it directs you to the website I made- itself. In the actual Comixology app? Does it direct you on to your, the website? Now, uh, th- I'm talking about on my iPad. And uh, I, I, do I can p- put stuff in the wish list. I can manage my list and all I that sort of pr- thing. But I, I can't purchase w- inside the app. Oh, you know what? Yes. It, so it, it bounces you to the app. But it's almost seamless. And then as soon as you check out, you get a note. You get – I get a – as soon as I check out, I get an app notification saying that there are new books on my smart list. Right. And if I click the notification, it j- brings me right back to my yeah, smart it, list and it, I download it. It all works well together. It, it almost it feels just like irks me that it's, it does, it's just not all native yeah, within yeah. the app itself it, and there's there's nothing further to do. It's just purchase, download, boom, in the app, done. It's, because I, too, am inherently lazy. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's funny because it's so seamless. I, I almost – I forgot that I leave the app to do it. <laughs> Whereas, whereas with Marvel Unlimited, I you can't even you can't even do it on the app at all. You have to find a laptop or yep. a desktop. Yep, yep. You have to log in, blah, blah, and then it syncs with your Comicsology. So it, it just made no sense. But anyway, so I've I've left Marvel Unlimited. I've joined over to Comicsology. Check it out if you're into that. If you use Ebates, I mean it's a no brainer. My Ebates e- check every quarter is primarily Comicsology. I think at this point, it's, but it's, it's all for me. And but it's, it's every a, week. It's a decent amount. It's a decent amount. Every uh, every Wednesday, I sit down at the desktop. I log into the Ebates. Yep. I click through to Comicsology. I shop for my NCBD stuff. Yeah. Check it on out, and then I don't money I don't, back. I don't even log into the Ebates, especially if I'm doing it on a desktop. I have the Ebates Chrome extension. Oh, I, yeah, as I soon know. as I go to Comicsology.com, the Nice. It just it just pops up. Would you, you like your, to activate your shopping list? You and your fancy Chrome over there. I'm, uh, uh, um, I I'm, even use Chrome on the Mac, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing, this isn't really a product so much as it's a recommendation, but um, I don't know. I stumbled upon it. I've really enjoyed it. I thought I would just share it with some people. Um, I was surfing YouTube for a bunch of different things recently, and I stumbled across someone's YouTube channel. His name is Matt Colville, C-O-L-V-I-L-L-E. Okay. Um, I found him because he did a recap of the end of season one of Critical Role. Okay. Um, and he talked about the emotional <laughs> impact of that game. 
Um, and he kind of did a, a, a shot for shot breakdown of that final episode of that. Um, and I was like, oh, this guy's interesting. He's got a, he's got a really good way of presenting material. And so um, I kind of clicked around his channel and he has two playlists on his channel. One of them is uh, campaign diaries in which he goes through various campaigns that he's run and he kind of talks to you about them. Um, and it's, it's interesting to hear him talk about it and explain some of the things. But the other one that I think is brilliant, if you are interested in gaming at all, is called Running the Game. Oh, okay. And it he talks about – it's primarily focused on D&D and Pathfinder. But a lot of what he talks about applies to just gaming in general. Right. And he goes <clears throat> through um, storytelling. Um, he goes through like – you know, player archetypes and alignment archetypes. And he goes through all sorts of game mechanics, but he breaks it down in a really interesting way. Um, and it's, and some of the episodes are only like 10 or 11 minutes long. Some of them are a little bit longer, but it's really interesting. If you're into gaming um, and you're interested into kind of the development and how to run a game and that kind of stuff, even if you don't ever plan on running a game yourself, um, I would check it out. I recommend Sounds it. Sounds like an interesting perspective. It's, it's uh, pretty good stuff. So now you say it's focused primarily on D&D and Pathfinder, but let's say somebody is, uh, I don't know, looking to his dreams of one day doing a Starfinder campaign right uh and at the outset really hopes to just get even a single game of dread uh out uh, out from uh, under their belt not that i know anybody in this exact predicament or anything like that of course uh but would that person get value out of this uh as well or i think uh, so because he talks about things like building your story right he, so he focuses on on management like universe Correct. management as well and that yeah, it's like universal. Okay, NPCs and gotcha. and again, he ties a lot of it back to D anD D because that is what he plays. Right. But a lot of that stuff is sort of universal right. in that type of like he he has two or three episodes where he just talks about how to set up a political climate in your game. Oh, oh that's actually huge, and that could be that's an easily forgotten element, right? Um, that can lend a lot of wild intrigue to uh, to a universe that someone's creating, especially on a, on a long term campaign. And it's really interesting to hear him talk about it, and that can apply to anything. Yeah, take a game like Starfinder. You could have you could have political things okay. going yeah. on between the politics of Starfinder are stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Bonkers. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe if you're <clears> not into D anD D or Pathfinder. Um, you maybe you don't have to watch every single episode, and you can kind of pick and choose based on the titles. However, I honestly think that the way he presents material is interesting enough that you could probably glean something from almost everything that he does. So nice. I'm just putting it out there as a resource. Check it out. It's uh, Matt Colville, C O L V I L L E, and Running the Game is the Running playlist. And this is a uh, this is a YouTube uh, it channel. Is, he's got it is in? a YouTube channel. Excellent. Correct. Yeah. Um, but, um, but that's, that's about it. Do we, is, is that, that's, that's, that's seriously that's it? it. I told I you like we're going to scramble for something, but, uh, no, I, I told you we were going to keep it a little bit shorter. Scramble this about way. something. I, I'm looking around the room. No, I'm no. looking around the room for something. No, can't we just, I, I, can't we just wrap, uh, wrap it up? Can I just, I, do I, do I, I hit wanna, the button? I look at the room. Do I, I hit the button? Hit the button. Hit the button. I'm going to hit the button. Hit the button. I hit the button. I pushed the button. <laughs> and there it is, folks. Podcasts go down the hole. Podcasts do go down the hole. <laughs> um, don't forget that we will not be here next week. However, if you are on Patreon, there will be some content for you next week. Probably a vintage episode, maybe a video, maybe nice. some other stuff. So look forward to that. Um, Again, of course, you can go to patreon.com backslash stuff if you'd like to join in on that. Just a dollar, just a buck gets you in on the first level, gets you into the Discord chat room, which is a lot of fun. $3 gets you the episode early, gets you access to the prep sheet. $5 gets you the bonus content. $10 gets you live streams. Um, and that's where it kind of maxes out. But we've got a really great community that we've been building over oh, there. Yeah. And, of course, we of appreciate everybody that contributes. We appreciate all of our listeners. Um, but but the patrons, you know, they have like – it's like we love you plus one. There you go. That's, <laughs> that works. We uh, – of particular note, the, the most recently posted – Vintage episode that went up, which I yes. believe is episode 18. It features the first, I believe it's the first ever appearance of a PK in a let's hang out and chat on the show capacity, nice. I, I believe. I, I'm not sure if I did a, an episode before that 18. You had done you some production stuff. I did some production stuff, yeah. but I don't know if I actually sat in on a show. Uh, but it's, I haven't re-listened to it yet. I'm yeah. going to probably tomorrow. Uh, but it's a, a very, it's hilarious because it, it's an episode. We don't have Big Kevin that episode. Correct. I believe it's called The Replacements, and it's uh, it's myself and another uh, another gentleman 
uh, by the name of Lucky, who's uh, who's chatting with us, and we we have a great time beating you up mercilessly. Oh yeah, over the casting news about Heath Ledger. Because the two of us, if I remember right, didn't buy it. We're like, this, this is you're out of your mind because you were actually in the corner of like, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a try. And what's nice about this episode, this is the episode. This is this is basically what has taught me to give casting a shot and to not poo-poo the, thing, the things the moment I hear about them. Right. Uh, and to give things a chance. It, it is that show is the reason for that because boy did Heath Ledger show the, the two world. of us up yeah. and the world. Uh, so it's 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 really neat to go back to these vintage episodes, if if nothing else, to see how how dramatically opinions have changed over the years and uh, and and thought processes. It's uh, it's wild. I'm I'm glad we're putting those out there. I think it's a fun little tidbit for the subscribers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. So so check those out if you're on the Patreon. I think it's worth your while. Um, also, just a very quick note. Um, there's another podcast out there called Ronnie and Markel Make a Podcast. Um, they asked me ever so nicely to do a guest spot on their show last week and oh, I nice. sat in with them for about an hour or two and we just shot the shit and talked about stuff pop culture related of course and uh, so check that out I don't know if the episode that I was in is up online yet but if it is you can check it out Ronnie and Markel make a podcast is the name of that nice um, I so owe a guest spot on somebody else's podcast I'll uh, yeah, God willing it. I'll make that call and we'll, <laughs> we'll, I'll be able to promote that in another couple weeks hopefully there you go uh, um, you can find us online, facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff, bkgeekstuff.com for the regular show on social media. I am geekstuffog across all of the social media platforms. And I am K Robert Marlowe on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on the PlayStation Network under the moniker Flick Dude. And uh, Big Kev is Big Kev GS on Instagram and I believe Twitter. Um, and I think he's BK Geek stuff on Xbox. Sounds right, ish. Yeah. Um, so, so check <laughs> us out. Give us all a follow. Show some love. Um, and uh, I think with that, BK, I think that's it, huh? We will end this episode the way we end some episodes by saying, "Fuck off, y'all! I'm on vacation, bitches." And on that note, we cue the music. Four, six, eight, I hate them. Go!